This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Saturdays from 3 to 6. I'm also on tomorrow from 12 to 2. And uh, as always, I'm joined by my trusty producer and sidekick, Binkley. And if you haven't heard the show from the beginning, I believe that we'll put it up on thepropreport.com on Wednesday, courtesy of WSB, giving that to us for uh, commercial free. Is that right, Binkley? Should we start just doing it on Wednesday? Yeah, we'll get them up on Wednesday. Yeah, so if you go to thepropreport.com on Wednesdays, you should be able to hear this show commercial-free every week. Uh, but I want to read one thing that... So I don't know if you realize that, if you're, if you're listening, if you know that I, I actually tell you what the URL is, thepropreport.com, because if you just type in Monica Perez Show, you might get to my old browser that or my old URL, which WordPress shut down for absolutely no good reason. And uh, it really derailed me. And I just wanted to read from an article today in today's Wall Street Journal about the New Zealand event. Uh, This is what it says, quote, after the New Zealand shooting, Facebook's content policy team designated the incident as a terrorist attack, meaning that any praise or support of the event violates the company's rules. Facebook teams have also been deleting the accounts of people who impersonate the shooter or allege the incident didn't happen, a spokeswoman said. So in article after article after article, it talks about suppressing live streaming video. That's the problem here. That's this guy did it so that he could activate people and you can't censor it if it's live, whatever. And they just slip in. I've read dozens of articles and they just slip in. We're also censoring people who allege the incident didn't happen so let's just let's just broaden that a little bit people who question the facts that we are told right so why why is that so dangerous because it might possibly expose a lie that's being told (laughs) see that's what i think the great purge is all about which is why you know i don't whatever But I did promise that we would go through. So, okay, I have to finish that sentence. You can ask questions. You just can't expose lies. That's all. Right. You have to, you have to ask the questions they have the answers to. And so this is why I... Uh, so what they're trying to say is the reason we're censoring is because live video or conspiracy theories or whatever cause real harm to real people. That there's this continuum between virtual space and meat space that cannot be overcome. So you have to control virtual space, the space of the mind. And so I, that's when I start wondering if the facts that are reported to us are curated or even manipulated to support the policy agenda they're going for. So I wonder that. And then when I read the stories... And the details are hard to believe. He, he was live streaming this for 17 minutes. He single-handedly attacked two mosques. He was disarmed quickly in the first mosque, but he still managed to kill 41 people. He went outside to a car that was waiting. I don't know what that means, but that's the quote that was in the Wall Street Journal. And drove several minutes to another mosque, all in this small city 
while live streaming where victims' families were watching. With a GoPro on his head. With a GoPro on his head and in gear. I just, I find it really impossible. I'm not, I can't, I'm not alleging anything beyond the fact that my mind cannot accept that timeline. And then when they start imparting to me a whole laundry list of memes that go along with the stereotype they want us to believe about this, like trolls are only on the right. It's only right wing. They talk about suppressing right wing stuff, like not left wing stuff. Left wing radicals have started revolutions that have destroyed entire countries in bloody revolution. So I don't understand why left wing isn't also a problem. And I'm a libertarian. I don't have a horse in that race. I'm just saying it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. So so let me just rattle off the the memes that I observe to fill into the stereotype. And if you want to chime in, Binkley, but I know you have a few other things that we have to get to. But uh, so white nationalism, obviously. Uh, One thing I thought was silly because I assume what we're we're getting from this guy attacked Muslims his white nationalists is that he's a racist yet the person I believe this was in the manifesto I, I read a quote from the manifesto I didn't read the manifesto I know you did a little bit Binkley but it says uh, that his greatest influence or somebody who admires most like that is Candace Owens <laughs> and uh, and her Blexit which is like trying to get black Democrats to convert to Republicans. So I guess you score yeah. like diversity in the Republican Party. Yeah. And this is his greatest hero. Is like he really wants diversity on his side of the aisle. Is that. Well, he talks about how bad diversity is in his manifesto. Right, so that's a little weird that she would be his hero. Yep. Um, he. So what was the what was the Trump thing? Didn't he say, don't you have an actual passage from the manifesto about Trump? So he's a Trump. I, I thought he was a Trump supporter. I think he was portrayed as a trump supporter he was portrayed that way but they don't give it in full so context. in his manifesto he has a q a right he's got a, a q a that's like five or six pages and includes he poses every question that anybody can think of and more so because, it's kind of like quora yeah it's like the talking point he's a, he's quora his manifesto. i'm sorry i'm laughing i just i find these details to be not plausible yeah you read this q a in this manifesto and you say this is absurd all right so just read the the q a on that one thing the trump trump one says were slash are you a trump supporter and then he goes on to say the answer that he gives is so he asked himself that question yes okay as a symbol of renewed white identity and common purpose question mark sure as a policymaker and leader dear god no so he didn't exactly say that he is praising Trump, and he answers with sure when he poses the question to himself, are you a uh, liberal? Sure. It, it depends on the definition. Sure. So, All right. So we're going to have to go through. I know there's going to be more of that. I do want to take this call. Uh, hold on. Bernadette. I'm going to Bernadette in uh, – I don't know where you are, Bernadette, but you are on the air now. This is Monica. Hey, Monica. I'm actually in Smyrna. I um, I am from New Zealand. My family lives in Christchurch. And um, I find it very difficult to believe that he made it from one mosque to the next without being intercepted as well. And, and I know that city and 
something does not add up. When I when I saw the news yesterday, and of course I, I waited till I heard from my family that everybody was well. But how did he do that? Yeah, I mean, the only that, we one might infer that the police are so incompetent there. It's like from a different exactly. century. And, and I know that they're not. Right. Uh, they, they are not. Actually, um, my producer Binkley found a report that says that because Christchurch is a, I guess, kind of a gateway to an international station in Antarctica, that uh, he that they, that we actually train some of their local and federal police and government agents. Are you familiar with the international nature of the Christchurch? Oh, yes. Um, they, there was always military flying in and out because of, uh, as you said, the, the uh, ability to get down to Antarctica. It's always been a very cosmopolitan city in that way, too. A lot of people from a lot of different uh, parts right. of the world. But I just, something is not ringing true with me about so this. So what, what would you, what do you think they're going to use this event for as far as maybe a political agenda? Um, do you mean in New Zealand? Um, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, what's, well, or either, you know, whatever your insights are. Well, uh, here in America, uh, the, the police do not carry guns in New Zealand, and um, they are allowed to carry a rifle in the trunk of their car. They don't carry them on their person. Normal people don't have access to handguns unless they're a collector or a hunter. I've never seen anyone uh, carrying a gun until I came to America. And I think it's just yet another excuse to talk about uh, why we need to restrict people's gun rights. And and I just want to say to people, well, the people in New Zealand don't have guns, but the bad guys did. Right. And, and mow down right. all those people. Uh, and so your argument of get rid of the guns and the violence goes away is a total load of, of rubbish. <laughs> right. And what so you're making me think that my initial claim about what they're doing here as far as gun control, all the guns they always target here are the bigger guns, not the guns that are actually responsible for almost all the murders, like the handguns, which you say are virtually non-existent in New Zealand. It's the bigger guns that could I mean, if you if you are afraid of tyranny you you have to think how do you protect yourself and only a kind of they say the armed militia in the second amendment is the way that you keep government in line i'm inferring that but you know so it's the bigger guns that they're always after in my opinion without dragging me down the rabbit hole with me I know I agree with you and um from someone who grew up in a culture without guns i actually have a concealed permit and um and i'm going to defend my right to, to own and carry my gun um, um, to the end you know i had a friend well you don't know this i hate that uh, i had a, I had a friend <laughs> from sweden who came over and the two things that i noticed that people especially in well i knew noticed about sweden is that they have these two preconceptions one is that people are just lying in the streets from gunshot wounds and because we don't have socialized medicine they're dying there in the gutters and when she came over she was so shocked that that wasn't the way it is she completely stopped believing in all the the gun control nonsense she said the petty crime is rampant over in sweden rampant and uh so she she's also converted so thank you very much for calling bernadette
You're welcome, and let's get to the bottom of this. Yes, yes. So interesting. Wow, that was really uh, valuable because you get a perspective of somebody who's a little bit closer to where the action is, and the only logical explanation would have been a completely incompetent police force, which we just heard from somebody with better knowledge than any of us that that is not the case. So let's finish uh, um We'll get back to our uh, memes after the break. You can call 800-WSB-TALK or uh, tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. Bring big drama show. Let's go. Let's do it. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Triple G. Okay. I have got a prize pack. I love prize packs. Four tickets to the Atlanta Gladiators Marvel Superhero Night, Saturday, March 23rd at Infinite Energy Arena. And four tickets to the Atlanta International Auto Show, March 20th to the 24th in Building C of the Georgia World Congress Center. First to call 404-741-0750 gets the prize pack. And I am, um, Binkley, I know you had a good insight, but I want to give it some time um, and I want to finish this just list of stereotypical memes. And at the bottom of the hour after that longer break, I want to, uh, you want to pick up where I left off on saying, does, does virtual world call, cause real harm to real people? Uh, that's going to be our discussion at the bottom of the hour. Part of it anyway. But other, other like memes that this guy hits, uh, the stereotype that is painted of him and how um, these are signals of who they, who the media or whatever are trying to demonize and what policies they're after. Uh, he's white nationalist, even though Candace Owens is his hero. Don't get that. Wants diversity in the Republican Party, I guess. I don't know. Uh, guns, of course. Social media is uh, dangerous. See something, say something. That was the um, the Fox headline I saw. He's to some extent a Trump supporter, although you wouldn't put that qualifier in if you were the mainstream media I've been listening to this. um, I had a couple of really good ones. He gave a shout out to PewDiePie, the abrasive YouTube guy, I guess. I don't know if he's abrasive, but he's a gamer. Yeah. So that's a big deal. Um, He is a engages in white nationalist conspiracy theories which isn't the first time those have been associated with terror attacks, according to one headline. And my two favorites are, he made his money from an early Bitcoin investment, which is not actually supported by his own claims of where he got his (laughs) money from, Bitcoin. And the absolute best one for me, the absolute kicker is, he smirked in court. Isn't that what the MAGA hat kid did? Evil criminal smirking? Yeah. So that was a headline. That rose to the level of a headline. So let's let's get serious about this after the break at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. They think they control the galaxy. I disagree. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am your libertarian voice on WSB. Saturdays from 3 to 6 and tomorrow from 12 to 2. And we're talking about reports uh, of the shooting in New Zealand. And some of this stuff in the articles, they're obviously agenda-driven, obviously policy-driven. They attribute to this guy an awful lot of characteristics that play right into the memes. And it gets to the point where it's hard for me to take it seriously. 
And maybe not taking it seriously, if it is, even if he is true, maybe not taking it seriously is a better way to not feed into it. Because what they want is to be taken seriously. What they want is to make an impact. Whether they want to play into the dialectic by he actually stated that he wanted to prompt gun control activism so that there would be a backlash. If you don't take it seriously, maybe you don't take it seriously. And that diffuses him somewhat. But I was disturbed by numerous passages I read. Here's one example. By uh, in the W the Wall Street Journal article, it's hard to spot the terrorists among the trolls. We've been talking about this article. He wrote, given the way social contagion begets mass shootings, it is almost certain this event will inspire more like it. And due to the inability of platforms to eliminate this kind of content in real time, it looks as though we're helpless to stop it, at least for now. So he is saying, he is saying it's inevitable. And it's because we're not suppressing the live stuff. And that, I find that very disturbing. Um, But I also find disturbing that we are desensitized to the taking of innocent life because of our culture. My mother calls it the culture of death. And it's a wide range of things from abortion and euthanasia to uh, war and maybe even violence in media and games and movies and sports as a proxy for war. I don't know where it comes from, but it's definitely something to worry about. I don't like it. That doesn't mean I'm not. That's why I actually don't even like talking about these things, because I don't want to give it airtime, no matter who's behind it, no matter what they're after. I don't like to give it airtime. However, they have an agenda that that every left and right will act like it's a bipartisan thing to say, hey, yeah, you got to do something about it. And one thing we can do is suppress live streaming. I say you really can't. You can't do that if you want to keep your uh, any hope of individual justice. You have to be able to demonstrate facts and live streaming facts that cannot be censored that are often revealed in context, uh, I think, are the most powerful and important. So, uh, Binkley, we had, oh, oh, you were, two things I want from you. One is, you were pointing out that they're not just targeting the pipe, uh, the YouTube, the censorship and all that of live streaming, but the pipe, what, it, tell me more about that. Is that a, this event you're saying is fostering that talk? Yes, I saw some talk about that. The infrastructure that the internet is built upon. I, I don't know enough about the technical aspects right, of I don't, it. But. I don't either. But we're having our website rebuilt, and uh, CC Design, who's doing it, told us that uh, he, he we had to move off of WordPress because they kicked us off. YouTube suppresses my videos and demonetizes yours. So we have to find different ways. That's why we have now the propreport.com, like the propaganda report, the prop report. Uh, and that's going, we're going to kind of re-release it soon, but we have to build stuff in there so that we can maybe have our own forum so that we don't need to rely on Twitter if we get kicked off of that. Or where we can play our own videos, don't have to use YouTube for that. But the risk is that at a certain point, the platform that you're built on, that itself is going to start censoring. And, and he pointed out that 
I can, ICON, whatever was runs it internationally, used to be under U.S. control. And I didn't think it was that. I didn't understand why it mattered that it was no longer under U.S. control. I think with under U.S. control, there was some expectation or standard, or at least the U.S. citizens would look and say, hey, there are certain basic liberties we require. But once it went out of our control, it's it's not a state of anarchy. It's a state of opacity or less less translucency. And that is worrisome. But, you know, what are you going to do? WSB still <laughs> lets me speak my mind as long as you tell the difference between what is fact and what is opinion. And I, we don't have a lot of facts here, so I'm not spouting out facts. Uh, Those so- infrastructure companies, they they're getting pressure. There's one called Cloudfare that was that commented on this story and they've been getting pressure for the past I don't know year year and a half or so and basically what they wrote on their website was that they after going through everything and talking to people they urged countries to develop mechanisms for fighting problematic material online arguing that despite concerns about preserving freedom of speech and due process governments have a kind of legitimacy that web platforms make for making unilateral decisions that web platforms do not have. So they're basically saying, you make the laws and tell us what to do. Okay. Um, what, and what, it's, this is across the board internationally? Cloudfair, yes, they're speaking broadly. All right. Well, uh, yeah, that is definitely a concern. I'm going to take a call, and then I want you to read that thing about the Brookings Institution uh, mm-hmm. from the Brookings. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Tee that up, and let me talk to Randy. I'm going to Randy. Randy, you're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. I appreciate you. You know, I, I don't always agree with you, but I am opening up uh, my mind to where I do listen. Now, don't get me wrong. This is this is this is pathetic. This is scary. This is uh, this is horrific. But it's New Zealand. New Zealand has their laws. They have their way of of investigating. There's nothing that we can do here in America other than offer assistance with the investigation. But as far as you and I in America, we just need to. Help them, you know, either, 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 uh, uh, you know, ship over goods, whatever it may, whatever humanitarian aid. But other than that, we just need to wait and wait until the investigation of New Zealand is complete because we don't know what this guy is really saying and we don't know who is writing what to help this guy put his statement out there that really may not even be what he's really after. That could be totally separate. Yeah, I agree with you in that, uh, basically across the board. I, I, I agree that we don't really know what this guy is after. You don't know where this stuff is coming from. I believe Binkley just told me, um, I knew that there other people were arrested. I believe they are still in custody. I think uh, it is, we can expect to be involved in the investigation because we have such a big presence there. It's a five eyes country where, or an echelon country where they kind of have the five English speaking, mostly English commonwealths, but including the U S uh, 
kind of surveilling the world. It was a, an echelon was the expression under Bill Clinton's era, but New Zealand is one of those places. It has that gateway to an international base in um, Antarctica. Uh, but I don't, so I believe that we could be involved and could find the truth, but I predict that we do not get a real O.J. Simpson or Klaus von Bülow type public trial where we can evaluate the evidence on our own. I mean, seems to me he doesn't really have much of a defense the way it's presented so far. So I would be surprised if it would really go to trial in a kind of adversarial process. But it would be great to find the truth. I I, I have low expectations for that, though. Uh, Binkley. Yes. Can you? You were reading. Thank you so much, Randy, for the call. You were reading to me. You mentioned to me at the break an article you got from Brookings that had some points that I thought were interesting to tick off because Brookings Institution is is a like um, think tank, policy think tank, but it's really you know it's it, it execute these think tanks execute the agenda yeah. they they are trying to give you tactics they they work out strategies and tactics to execute the agenda the agenda is the elite agenda the council of foreign relations agenda um that don't be mistaken stacy abrams is a member of council of foreign relations um alexandria ocasio cortez seems to be working for the same circles if you dig into her background so uh these are tactics but this here that you were reading basically sounds like policy or let's hear it. Let's hear it. Read the title and then. The title is Five Initial Thoughts on the New, Zing- New Zealand Terrorist Attack. And right below that title, it says Order from Chaos, which I guess is their motto. Isn't that the Illuminati motto? Oh, maybe. Also a favorite Bernays quote as what well. What is this? Wait, wait. This is their logo? Their their motto, it says on the top of their website, right above this headline, order from chaos. And I believe that is a oh either Freemason gosh. or yes. Illuminati thing. What is that in uh, in Latin? I think it's in Latin. Oh, my gosh. Um, I have to look that up. Oh, my gosh. Edward Bernays has a chapter in, in his book, Propaganda, called Order from Chaos. As well. Right, we'll have to dig into that next. So take off the bullets. The five thoughts that the Brookings Institute has is first words have consequences okay so free speech is dangerous Mm -hmm. okay next second security services and government institutions must prioritize white nationalist and other forms of right-wing terrorism but left-wing terrorism is okay no mention of (laughs) left-wing terrorism domestic terrorism is what might be a legitimate thing but when you make it clear that they you will not be using your tools against half of the political spectrum yeah third leadership can matter in a crisis particularly when backed with action prime minister arden's immediate declaration about muslim victims they are us is an excellent beginning and shows how a leader can use a tragedy to bring a reeling country together all right two things on that i'm going to say one and i want you to get the other i when they talk this is why they're always ready with the slogan like Je suis Charlie yeah. and Rubio came out with the interpretation of the Venezuelan blackout before it was even in the news. And that's risky because it looks like there's foreknowledge, but they do it. They get ahead of the meme. I think they've probably done studies that say looking like you have foreknowledge is nothing compared with losing control of the meme. But 
talk about the meme real quick. The slogan? Yeah. Well, Stacey Abrams gave a talk at the Royal Institute of International Affairs, a hundred-year-old think tank, the most powerful in the world, where she used a phrase that I found interesting, and uh, the phrase that she used was, they are us, the same one that is in this Brookings article, and she was also a guest at the Brookings Institute a few weeks back. Let's talk about that another time. I really want to dig into that because it was a long speech and you're going to have lots of clips, but I would... If we were tweeting about they are us right now, I would add hashtag meme yes, rising. You will hear that. Meme rising. Okay, any more? Yeah, number four. Social media companies need to treat right-wing terrorism with the same seriousness they treat jihadi violence. Okay. So uh, what's the fifth one? The fifth one is many forms of right-wing terrorism are international terrorism drawing on international networks, ideas, and personalities from around the world. And then it says, as Mary McLeod uh, says, she argues that the international connections allows the United States to designate it, white nationalists, as a foreign, foreign terrorist organization and use this legal power to try to uproot the organization. The domestic foreign distinction should not be a barrier to understanding or action. All right, I will... Read from you an executive order that Trump signed yesterday that got no press at all that might pertain to that. After the break, this is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Don't hate the player, hate the game, son. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We are wrapping it up um, here with Binkley, and uh, we are going to be on tomorrow from 12 to 2. We had a lot of stuff that we wanted to cover this week. And I do not like to give airtime to any stories about mass shootings. I I don't know whether it's the shooters or the spinners or whatever who have an agenda from these things. I don't like to support it. But in this case, the agenda is so glaring, and I have not heard people sufficiently identifying it. I rarely do that I wanted to cover it. And if you want to hear the show from the beginning without commercials, thanks to WSB, we will post it on The Prop Report on Wednesdays. So you can listen in then. But if you want to catch more live, Monica Perez show, listen tomorrow, Sunday from 12 to 2, and we're going to cover other topics. One thing I thought I was going to just snooze over and not even want to cover was the college admission scandal. But I have to say, I found it absolutely fascinating, and I feel like there's an agenda at work there, too. And Binkley really opened my eyes to one thing that that might have been a motivator in making this such a danged big deal. So uh, it is going to be a very interesting conversation tomorrow. We can hit some other stuff, too. Until then, this is Monica Perez. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.